Travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. Welcome to Talk Travel Asia, episode 71. This one is Famous Thai Film Locations with Chris Lowenstein. Over the last few decades, with many Southeast Asian nations traditionally being unstable or run by overly sensitive and restricted governments, Thailand has become the go-to location to film movies when the script required. Whether the movie was supposed to take place in Thailand or Vietnam or Myanmar or the Land of Smiles, this area has doubled as neighboring countries. As a result, today Thailand has a robust, high-quality filming industry for commercials, TV, and feature-length films. Today we'll talk with a veteran of the industry, American Chris Lowenstein, about his experience shooting in the region. I am Scott Coates on a rainy night in Bangkok with thunder in the background, and joining me is... Hey Scott, Trevor Ranges here. That isn't actually thunder. That's Scott's wife Erica with a big piece of sheet metal shaking it back and forth making movie magic thunder in the background. Yeah, there is a tropical rainstorm going on in the back and uh, you know we were thinking what can we do that we haven't done and uh, films have been shot in Thailand for a long time and I remember as a kid watching James Bond and, and uh, Roger Moore mm-hmm. and the man with the golden gun and I saw that limestone mountain coming or like the floating market. And the floating market, yeah. that's right. And that's they jumped the car over yeah, the floating the market. Like, kind of wondering, like, where is that? Like, I knew Thailand, I, but I didn't at that age when I was a, you know, probably 12 or whenever I saw it, really know where it was and thinking that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, that's weird for me because, like, before I moved here, I didn't really know that films were made in Thailand. I never really thought about it much. You know, I, I kind of, just suspension of disbelief or whatever it's called and you just assume that everything is shot where it's actually said it's shot but sure. uh you know since i moved here now I, i'm definitely aware that uh you know i did a screen test once for for s- sniper three sniper yeah. three what yeah. were you supposed to be victim number seven <laughs> yeah um and then of course uh, in recent years you know western listeners may not know this but there was a film that was the biggest box office smash hit of all time in China called Lost in Thailand. Yeah, that was like three, four years ago in Thailand. Maybe five, just like or, five or so. Yeah, yeah, like the, the number of Chinese people who came to Thailand like quadrupled of, just to come and see the locations. I think it was in Chiang Mai. Yeah, right? in Chiang Mai where yeah, the film yeah, was huge, shot. Huge, huge. Um, so now there's a Korean TV show, oh, really, yeah. like a soap opera, and huh. at least you know. So, so I'm, yeah, it's definitely a cool episode to talk about because uh, they definitely do shoot films here, and uh, you can go to some of these locations. You got know, the Hangover Two, obviously, was shot here in Bangkok. Yeah, um, I remember as a kid seeing my dad watch a bit of the Bridge on the River Kwai. Or Kwai I saw that in, in, in college. Yeah. yeah, that was like a 1950s. Did they actually one. shoot that on the River Kwai? Yeah, it was. It was down that area, just out of there, and the Deer Hunter, a little part of. That was filmed in yeah. Bangkok. That's an old one. Again, the Van Damme movie. Yeah, Van Damme. Which With one the, movie was they it? They did it at a, it was a kickboxer or something at, at, at Utia. Because oh, really? my friends Noah and Tony were acting it out when, we, when I took them to Utia. That's movie. awesome. So, Good yeah. Morning Vietnam it came out in 87. That was shot in Bangkok. I think a lot of movies that are supposed to be set in Vietnam 
were shot here in Thailand. Yeah, because a lot of the surrounding countries like Myanmar and Laos and Can't Vietnam, shoot there, but it yeah, looks similar. Especially at the time, like Tomorrow Never Dies in 97, the Bond filmed with Pierce Brosnan as well. Bangkok doubled as Ho Chi Minh City because um, they wouldn't let him film there. What was the Kubrick film? Ooh, I don't know. Me so horny. He loved you long time. Oh, yeah. uh, Full Metal, metal Jacket. jacket. Yeah. yeah, Was that filmed here? I, they used Thai girls for, I, I don't know that they shot it here, but oh. it was Thai extras. Who did, did they? That. And yeah, then like, I moved here in 99. And The Beach came out in 2000. That was a massive one. Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason in 2004. How about Tomb Raider? We know that uh, Nick helped them shoot that there in Cambodia, but they shoot some of it here as well? Uh, I think it was all in Cambodia. Oh, really? Yeah, Siem Reap area, Laura Croft Tomb Raider was filmed yeah. there. Uh, Rambo, the last one in the Rambo saga, was filmed in Chiang Mai. It was supposed, that was the one that was set in Myanmar. Yeah, yeah he goes yeah. into Myanmar to set yeah. things right. That was pretty awesome. City of Ghosts I really liked with Matt Dillon yeah. in Cambodia. That was like in Phnom Penh. He, he hangs out at like smalls. And he's in yeah, Bangkok yeah, he's in Bangkok a lot. But that was a, a good regional one. Uh, Born Legacy was Manila, Philippines. Eat, Pray, Love, although I'm not big on that one. That was 2010 in Bali. Yeah, so it'll be cool to, to talk to someone today who's a bit more of an expert in these locations and how these locations get selected and yeah. and why um, why Thailand is such a popular place for Hollywood films to get shot. Yeah. Originally from Portland, Oregon in the U.S., Chris Lowenstein first came to Thailand in 1991 to work on an Oliver Stone film. He soon thereafter made it his home. In his roughly two and a half decades in the kingdom, he's worked on numerous TV shows like Survivor and feature films like Bangkok Dangerous and The Hangover Part 2 with his production company, Living Films. Chris joins us by Skype from Chiang Mai. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia, Chris. No, my pleasure. Nice to be with you Okay. Guys. So you came here all the way back in 1991 to work on what Oliver Stone film and what was your role? Uh, it was Heaven and Earth, uh, and which was, uh, as we know, it was the third in his uh, Oliver Stone's trilogy on the Vietnam War. And um, mm -hmm. uh, I was a, just a production assistant um, then. I, was, uh, I started in film in Portland, Oregon uh, originally, so I was uh, an assistant director already. But okay. uh, on Oliver Stone film, I would do anything, and so uh, I right. ended up on the set and was a PA. Cool. How did you even make the Oliver Stone connection? Wow, it's a, it's a, it's actually kind of an amazing story. Um, if we have a few minutes. Sure, <laughs> sure, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was uh, when I I actually came to Asia the the first time at the end of 1990 uh, with one of the first uh, American veteran groups back to Vietnam. And I, Boom. yeah, I was the uh, official photographer of the group. Cool. And yeah, we, I remember we landed in Hanoi and the, the guy stamped my passport and said, you're the seventh foreigner in the city. Wow. So yeah, it was really like some of the first groups back after that. And um, I, uh, um, and that, that was a, a really uh, emotionally intense, but amazing uh, trip. And uh and I ended up uh, meeting a woman named Laylee Hayslip, who wrote the book When Heaven and Earth Changed Places, mm -hmm. which is an amazing book, um, and is what Oliver Stone based Heaven and Earth on. And uh, okay. I, uh, I had kind of pre prepped myself for Vietnam, but uh, had then, you know, we had to, at the time we had to get visas for uh, for Vietnam in, in Bangkok, and and had kind of been. Um, really taken with Thailand in, in the first impressions. And then when she said there was a, uh, that Oliver Stone was shooting um, Heaven and Earth in, in Thailand, I thought, oh, this is my, my chance to get on a film in Asia and to, to make my way. So um, that's how I knew about it. 
And then, Sweet. yeah, and then the the day that uh, um, that I, I I actually got to the set, uh, the movie was shooting in Panga province, and mm -hmm. uh, it was day two, I think, of shooting. And I uh, Oliver Stone has a, a um, famously closed set. He's in mm. he's uh, at least at the time it was pretty paranoid, and and it was uh, they really didn't let visitors on the set at all, and. The way I figured out where the set was was by uh, asking the different drivers in the area mm. because uh, you know taxi drivers always know where everything's happening. So, I, sure, good one. <laughs> yeah. So I asked them and they told me, and it was at this this cave complex. So I um I got a Songtao uh, that uh, shared taxi that was headed to the set, and it just happened that there was a, a featured extra on that on that song tao who was going to be on the set that day so that song tao got through all of the checkpoints and then landed mm. right in the middle of the set and i just got off as well hmm. and <laughs> as soon as i got off the song tao on the oliver stone set the heavens opened up and it just started to pour and i remember there was some american grip went running past and he's like what are you doing standing there grab some equipment so right. <laughs> that's basically how i got on the set and started working and uh of course i got a job from there and uh proved myself but it was a uh, it was a pretty uh interesting uh situation actually just a little bit more the uh the at the time uh i needed to be approved to i met the first assistant director and they wanted to hire me as a uh as a production assistant they actually needed I spoke some Thai already and they needed somebody who spoke Thai and uh, they said the producer was gone for three days in LA and I couldn't be hired officially until they came back but in the meantime they wanted me to work but by all means I could not let Oliver Stone see me yet until I was <laughs> officially hired so we were okay. shooting nights in the jungle at these caves and uh, every time Oliver Stone would come by I would have to hide so <laughs> uh, I, on like the second day of doing this, Oliver Stone comes kind of quite suddenly and I have to jump into a bush and he's maybe <laughs> two meters from me and I'm in this bush getting eaten by mosquitoes. And I remember thinking, you know, I'm definitely doing more than anybody else would to get this job. And, um, and later, the, when I, after I had the job, for a month later, the, the Thai uh, coordinator of the film said that three... 300 people had applied for that job. Wow. So, oh, wow. yeah, I felt like I was pretty lucky to get it. Good on you. Well, it wasn't luck. It sounds like you earned it. So, <laughs> after that film, was that it? Like, you were now officially part of the film industry? Did you stay here in Thailand? Uh, what, how did you go home and try to get a real career, or were you just hooked? I went, I was hooked, but I went back and forth to Portland a few times. I actually had another film um, that I was a uh, second assistant director on back in Portland and I uh but I um I definitely um was hooked and was making every excuse to get on a movie that was shooting in Thailand and um no and did and it wasn't until the yeah. I think it really Shout actually out. the end of 92 where I had my epiphany in a in a little bucket shop travel agent on 82nd Avenue in Portland where I was buying a ticket back to Thailand I was like you know what I'll just get a one-way ticket and that was my mm -hmm. moment. It wasn't like my life was planned. I was like, I was going to go with no plan to come back. So that's like, so did you come back with the intention like, hey, I'm going to start a production company or break into film? Was that the goal? Not really. I, um, you know, I'm just, people would be surprised, but I'm not ambitious like that. I kind of let life guide me. 
and I always mm -hmm. have. So I, uh, I didn't. I, um, I just was so excited to be making movies and be in Thailand and learning Thai. And I, uh, um, at the time, I owned a boat, and I was my, I was based in uh, in Trot Province, you know, mm, okay. Ko Chang on the Cambodian border. And I, sure. uh, it was. I mean, it was really back then. It was there was no running water or electricity on the islands or anything. So it was a. Uh, it was just fabulous i loved it and in between movies i would go there uh and uh and then um actually in 95 was the last film i did before i started living films and it was called the quest and it was a jean-claude van damme roger moore film Ooh. <laughs> and um i i was production managing already and i really uh i i think we did a good job on the film but um i was like the falong who knew too much at that point, okay. like I, there was a lot of uh, corruption on movies, and uh, as a production manager, I kind of could see all this stuff happening, and I realized, you know, in my job, if I, if I said something, I wouldn't be able to work with the people, but if I didn't, I wouldn't be doing my job, and I was like, you know what, if I want to continue with this, I probably should uh, do it in my own grounds and start a company and, you know, base it on transparency and, and, and like an American accounting system. I mean, you have to remember, I've seen this transformation of the Thai film industry over 25 years. It's pretty amazing and it's pretty incredible. And, and back then it was kind of a free for all. And um, although I met a lot of the amazing crew that I still work with today. So on that, on that, in that way, it, it, it was, it's been amazing, but I, I really felt like I should start my own system and, uh, and, and surround myself with people I really trust. And that's what I did. Well, okay, so it makes sense why you ended up here and why you ended up staying here and working in the film industry. But why do you think that Thailand has been such a draw for, for film crews or film productions? Well, I mean, there's lots of reasons. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, a script will be written for the tropics or for Thailand. I mean, like Hangover Part 2 is written for Bangkok, so it kind of needed mm. to be shot in Bangkok. Uh, and, um, you know, and other films uh, will will shoot here because they need some generic jungle or beach shoot. But I'd say in the last 10 or 15 years, a lot of films shoot here, even when it's it's like shooting Thailand for like even generic Europe, amazingly. And uh, and that's oh. mostly because it's it's got this incredible film infrastructure. And often I don't even know if, if Thais realize how how amazing the film inf infrastructure has become. And they, uh, you know, they... It really is in the last ten years become like the hub of filmmaking in Southeast Asia. Certainly, um, so you have Asians from all over filming here, and you have uh, Western films coming here, and so that it's supply and demand, and that creates a base of infrastructure uh, and equipment and studios and amazing crews, um, and it's cost effective. So it's it's you know it's more cost effective to shoot here than any of our neighbors, and Thailand's like. To me, a developed country uh, comparatively in so many ways, and so a good example is um, sound stages in Bangkok. I think there's mm -hmm. there's now about 50 dedicated um, studios in Bangkok, wow. and you know uh, Argentina has four, South Africa mm -hmm. has six, uh, really? Chile doesn't have any, London has about 50, um, and you know as it just and I don't think that uh, people realize that that's unusual because Thais often, you know, they, they're so happy being here and doing what they do. They don't even necessarily need to know what other countries do. 
Right. So the soundstage thing, that's really interesting. But I'm from Hawaii, yeah. and in Hawaii, it's a Kualoa Valley. That's where they film Jurassic right. Park, right. King Kong, any war movie. Right. Everything is all shot in, in Kualoa. Right. So is there any place in Thailand that's like the go-to place that, that you can always recognize because they shoot every film there? You know, I mean, if there's, if there's anything, it's probably the limestone cliffs of Krabi, you know, the whole... The, that whole Panga Krabi limestone cliff look uh, is, yeah. you know, you've seen a bunch of times. But I don't think there's really like the specific spot where where people go. Um, you know, uh, Bangkok. I think you guys probably see have seen film crews around shooting when when you're going through the city. Now it's uh it's like L.A. used to be. There's film crews all over. But um, you know, there's a there's a um, a little housing complex, a Muban that's uh, I don't even know what it's called. We call it Classic White House. I'm not sure why, but it's like uh, off one of the expressways in Bangkok and it looks European style. So kind of, uh, uh, and we've we've shot there for Prague and Bangkok Dangerous. We shot it for Prague. We shot it for Moscow for something. We shot it for Paris for something. <laughs> and we actually, uh, for Moscow, we put snow all the way up and down the street and got old cars <laughs> and it looked pretty amazing. Um, blue screen the end of the street and uh last time i was shooting there the the people who own the muban said that they they share the money from the location fees with the people who live there and there's a film every saturday and sunday every week so wow so you know if you make if you if you're in the real estate business i suggest making your real estate look like europe and you will have film teams come immediately <laughs> maybe new york city or something there's a niche for a new york city looking uh, I would shoot there, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, what other countries in the region have you uh, worked in and shot in? Uh, I helped with uh, a film called City of Ghosts, uh, which shot in Cambodia. Oh, Matt oh, that's Dillon. a great one. I like that. Yeah, one. thanks. And uh, that that was uh, that was pretty interesting. Um, and we've done uh, now at Living Films, we have three divisions. So we have feature film, TV commercial, and uh, documentaries. And mm -hmm. uh, We've shot uh, documentaries all over Asia, but feature films, I think, because Thailand has become so good at, at feature filmmaking, it's essentially become that we don't go anywhere else to, to make films. And uh, films, uh, you know, approach us, uh, producers will say, can you shoot in China or elsewhere? And we generally say no. And there's a there's a you know I mean there's a few reasons for that like we feel so comfortable here but also um, you know they uh, they I mean I think that you know we have a pretty big crew that we use so uh, you know like we we don't want to make a whole film in another country and then and then they all sit around with nothing to do so yeah, so, yeah. so how about uh, some of your favorite locations or like a favorite scene or something like what was the most fun place or, or film to work on at in a location here in Thailand. I've got a good recent location story. It's, uh, I wouldn't say it was the most fun though, um, but it was pretty amazing. Uh, we, uh, you know, uh, last year we shot the movie Gold with Matthew McConaughey. Have you guys seen it? No, no, I've not seen it yet, but I know of it. It's on my, uh, I believe it's on Netflix on my two. Yeah, very good. Yeah, uh, it, um, it, it didn't get a theatrical distribution here, so I think a lot of people weren't able to see it. Um, but, uh, for that film, um, it, it's based on a true story that took place in the, in the 90s in Borneo. 
Indonesia. And it has a tie to my home city, Calgary, I believe. Oh, that's true. Yes, that's right. And it's, you know, that's uh, the actual Briac story from, from that time. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, it was a film that we got the script probably six years before we ended up making it. Uh, no Escape was similar. So these, these right. mid-level independents, it takes a long time to, uh, to actually get off the ground. And for Gold, it was... Uh, it was I, I actually, by the time we actually greenlit, I had been with the project longer than everyone except the, the one other producer. So uh, it was with uh, and Michael Mann attached as director for almost two years. And oh, cool. then... Uh, he dropped off, and it uh, and it was Spike Lee for for uh, for about a year. Amazingly, interesting, interesting yeah. choice, yeah. And then yeah. Uh, in the end, it got greenlit with uh, when once my, Matthew McConaughey jumped on, it got greenlit with Steve G Steve Gagan, who uh, directed Syriana and wrote Traffic. Mm. Uh, okay, really amazing director, and he um. So, uh, we were uh, scouting. It's you know it's meant to be a gold mine. Um, in Borneo, and so you need to see this progression of like, perfect jungle and forest, and they stand on this ridge and they look down and they say, "This is where we're going to find our gold." And then, as they build a gold mine there, it gets bigger and bigger, and so you need to see the the land uh, destroyed and the gold mine put in, and, uh, and and the whole camp built there. So that's very tricky uh, to find a location like that because. First of all, you know, as we know, Thailand doesn't have that much virgin forest except for in the national parks. And in the national parks, it's very hard to, you can't really tear things up. You have to be really, mm. really careful. And, and, uh, and, you know, so we had a plan, like maybe it's in a national park, but we would put our own trees in a big clearing and then take them out again or something like that. But uh, anyway, it's a very uh, ambitious uh, location, a very difficult location to find and uh, an ambitious project. And so I, um, we ended up in Pausok province, in the middle mm -hmm. of the isthmus down south, just north of Phuket. And uh, um, it's actually officially Suratani, I think. And the isthmus of Kra, right? Yeah, That's it's it. right on the Pang uh, yeah. uh, Suratani. It's where they want to build the canal across it, if they ever do it. Exactly. And we were scouting by bamboo raft. So. I had the whole team on bamboo rafts going down the river, and we stepped off the bamboo rafts onto this open clearing, and it literally looked like that location in Hawaii. It looks like Jurassic Park. It was yeah. limestone cliffs in this incredible semicircle, and nothing in sight, and amazing jungle, and this river. And um, and uh, Steve Gagan was like, this is it. This is incredible. And everybody was like so happy. And they looked at me and they're like, well, why are you making a sour face? And I was like, well, I love it just as much as you do. But do you guys see any roads or electricity or anything? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we shot there. We ended up, I built roads to the location. I brought in electricity. The, it's supposed Whoa. to be the monsoon season in Borneo. So I had to bring giant cranes with spinning heads for rain. Uh, you know, that's in, why movies are so expensive. Yeah. Yes, and uh, you know, even <laughs> if we're shooting in the rainy season, which we were, you can't rely on the rainy season rain because you need it to be maintained at a steady level throughout a scene. Yeah. So you, no matter how much rains on the forecast, you still have to make your own rain, which seems so silly, but it, it's actually how you have to do it. And uh, we built this amazing uh, gold um, camp 
uh, with you know a core sheds and a main tent and uh, I brought in actual gold miners with actual gold mining equipment throughout the valley hmm. um, I I realized at some point that I don't have permits to actually mine gold, so I, I did a deal with the, with the government that we could mine mine down I think uh, four meters or something. <laughs> From there, it was just fake, but we would actually see it going into the ground. And um, uh, so that was a pretty incredible uh, location to find. And what happens with locations when you have never shot there like that is there's a lot of unknowns uh, and. Uh, the shooting went great. We, we worked, it was the hardest prep I've ever had. We worked like crazy to get it ready in time with no infrastructure, put the infrastructure in, and two days of amazing filming, gorgeous stuff. Uh, and on and during the night of day three, the river flooded six meters in 24 hours. Wow. And completely covered our entire set. At 2 a.m., I... I made the unilateral call to pull all trucks, knowing it would mean we wouldn't be able to film no matter what happened the next day. But, uh, but I basically saved all the cameras and everything else and got it all out of there. And, but, uh, but anyway, that's what can happen <laughs> with location, like most amazing, you know, Jurassic Park location. But it was six meters underwater the next day. Yeah, that's kind of interesting because I, I was going to ask questions about like the the pros and cons of filming here, but it sounds like you kind of covered all of that <laughs> in that one answer. Because yeah, like like on the one hand, you have the the kind of the flexibility here to do some things that you certainly wouldn't be able to do in the U.S. At the same time, it seems like there's a lot of unpredictability and uh, you know like unique challenges to to filming in Thailand or here in Southeast Asia that uh, make it uh, somewhat challenging. That's true. We, you know, the, the Thai crews are so amazing and the work ethic is so good. They really are. And I just shot in LA two weeks ago and, uh, and the, um, the director of photography came to me after the, the shoot and he was like, you know what? Because he was in Thailand with us and he was like, you know what? There wasn't a single department that could beat Thailand. And I was like, wow, that's amazing feedback. Um, and after that flood on gold, we regrouped, rebuilt the set in Krebi, so a totally different province, and still finished our shooting on the day and the hour we're supposed to. So wow. it's an incredible accomplishment, but I mean, people, I mean, we hated each other <laughs> because we worked so hard day and night to do it. It was tough, but we made it. Well done. Well, after all these years, I mean, you said 25 years, is there a location or a spot in the region that you'd really like to shoot that you haven't yet? Um, I would... I'd like to make a, a Hollywood film in Isan, in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't done that. And uh, I, um, you know, there's a lack of infrastructure there that you have in other provinces. So like if you shoot in Bangkok or Phuket or Chiang Mai, you have these amazing four and five star hotels everywhere, which is hard to find. So you'd have to have the right group um, to do it. But I think, uh, there's some amazing locations that haven't been seen in films before in in the Northeast, so that would be that would be uh, uh, that would be one on my list. Um, we're developing a, a film right now, which is a supernatural thriller uh, called Spirit Gate, which uh, takes place on the um, on the Lao Thai border uh, along the Mekong. So mm -hmm. it can it's just such a beautiful area. So that's another one that would be really fun to shoot, I think. Mm. And why we're writing cool. for there, yeah. 
How about for, for tourists? I mentioned in the introduction earlier about how a lot of Chinese people come to Thailand um, because of the Lost in Thailand film, yes. which is this huge blockbuster in China. But how about for you know Western audiences? Uh, is there any place that, that like, they could come to Thailand and be like, yeah, I remember this scene from this movie? And, and Other than maybe like Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, <laughs> what was the movie that they shot in the Utea? Oh, yeah. Kick, like, Street Fighter, kickboxer, yeah, right, right. Yeah, and Bridge on the River Kwai. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, is there is there any iconic place that you can think of that would be like the go to place for tourists uh, for for their film moment in Thailand? Well, I mean, they're all old films, you know. I mean, James Bond Island, I think, is the most famous, right? Yeah, yeah sure. man with the gold. Yeah, yeah, it's huge, and how many forty <laughs> years now, and it's still like yeah. millions of tourists every day. In fact. Um, we, in this last film that we just completed called Changeland, we had a scene at James Bond Island just kind of to make that point, which is kind of funny. And, you know, in the movie, we call it James Bond Island, of course. Yeah. So it's... Well, the Thais call it James Bond Island. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> I mean, it is incredible, the power of, of, of film. And I think uh, it's more so in the past because, um, you know, uh, 20 or 30 years ago, uh, it's true with popular music or popular movies uh, that you know uh, most people would see all the popular movies. Most people would hear all the popular songs. And now there's such a plethora of different media and different genres that it's a lot more scattered. So I think it's it's harder for one film to make that much of an impression. Uh, you know, Lord of the Rings for New Zealand is a great is an example. Yeah. Of a modern one that you know. You get to the airport and there's you know a golem across the uh, the hallway and uh, oh yeah and I think it's they they account for 10 million tourists a year for that and wow. ironically right. so many of the things they want to see were actually created in studio somewhere so right uh, <laughs> but um, I was thinking yeah. uh, Sukhumvit Soy Seven Top Moon yeah oh yeah they shot the yes. Hangover right yes yeah. yes yeah and uh, I reckon they have a a community in that soy and when I did the deal with the the that committee who run that soy and i did that myself they uh i reckon they were gonna name the soy it was some silly soy name they were coming up with and i was like oh uh don't say it came from me but you should definitely call this soy hangover i mean it's so <laughs> yeah. obvious but uh but they didn't and it was funny because we for that shoot we strung lights across the the soy between the different bars and yeah. it's funny because it actually took some like uh you know, agreement between the different bars to help each other to who's going to plug it in and who's going to hang it and stuff. And, and at the end, and it was like there was some disagreement about it. It was funny. And then at the end of the shoot, they were like, they looked at each other like, could we keep these? And I was like, sure. Yeah. So, you, can you can definitely have lights. And that day that we shot on that soy, interesting story, um, Bill Clinton showed up. I've heard this. Okay, yeah. you can. I've heard this. Yeah, let's. Not an urban what legend. What happened? Yeah, not an urban legend. So we, uh, he, uh, so first, uh, some Secret Service guys came and kind of cleared the way, and then, and then I heard, oh, Bill Clinton's coming. So I was like, oh, great. And uh, um, uh, he had apparently um, talked to Todd Phillips, the director, and so Todd knew, but nobody else knew. Um, so it was a secret. And, uh, and he shows up, and we, uh, and so he was on set, and we all got to meet him and take pictures with him. And he's, as you can imagine, incredibly personable. I mean, you kind of like him immediately, and you know, he learns everybody's names, and uh, that was all great. And then we went into one of the bars, and 
with um, a couple of extras who were dressed as bar girls and took still photos of Bill in the bar mm-hmm. with the girls. And <laughs> it was meant to go in the final credit sequence where we show all the stills from the making oh, yeah. of the wow. film. And it made it to apparently the very last cut of the movie. Um, and I don't know this for sure, but uh, the story is that Hillary nixed it in the final. Shocker. Run. Yeah, uh. because she was thinking about <laughs> her run. So it would have been a very funny picture. That's to have awesome. Yep. So what everyone really wants to know is who's the most difficult celebrity to work with, Chris? Oh, difficult celebrity. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I heard Bill was looking for that Clinton Plaza. Did you ever go to the Clinton Plaza back in the day? Uh, yeah. That's funny. I totally remember Clinton Plaza. Yeah. Wow. This, this is, uh, I mean, great talking to you. It's so fascinating. And uh, uh, the one that, uh, the most recent movie that I got excited about was The Coup, which I know yeah. wasn't called The Coup in the end. What was, was No Escape. Was that what you were No Escape, right? No Escape. Um, yeah, I, I was I, shocked. That, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, well, I, I was shocked that they let them film that here after there was a coup here. Mm. You know, it was really, um, it really was not based on Thailand at all. It was loosely based on, um, you know, the Khmer Rouge and Phnom Penh yeah. in 75. And also a combination of that and the, the incident at the Mumbai Hotel where they, you know, pulled foreigners out of the hotel there and, and killed right. them. So it was kind of a mix of those two. And it originally, another script that I had for many years before we made it, and it originally was written as Cambodia, and then we, mm. we uh, at some point nice decided script. to make it a fictitious country. Um, mm. And uh, actually, to jump ahead, though, it, a lot of people ask me, like, is the reason that I, why the film was called No Escape and not The Coup because of the, you know, they were, we were worried about the Thai reaction, the Thai government, but um, it wasn't, actually. The reason why... It wasn't called the the coup, was um, was because they did a survey and too many Americans didn't know what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> so it's incredible. So um, anyway, so uh, that's why it ended up being called No Escape. But uh, we did make it uh, a fictitious uh, a country because. We also didn't want to offend anybody, you know, and, you know, and like, we're not really telling the exact story of what happened anywhere. It's not, it's not really the point. And so, uh, so we, um, our art department actually created an entire language for it and based Mm -hmm. it on some on Khmer letters so it looked like that, but then. Yeah, it did look like Khmer. It looked like Khmer, but it's, it's all totally changed and. It was each one was related to a Thai letter, actually. So that what we could do is we created a font and we would like make a sign in Thai and then just change the font and it would all come out as mm-hmm. these like made up letters that look kind That's of familiar. Interesting. Uh, cool. And it's when like the, Lord of the Rings in Elvish. Yeah. You're like That's you're true. like J.R.R. Tolkien. That's true. And we and you know we, <laughs> it's true. We had to actually come up with this whole language and like, cover the streets in it. Uh, and and when the film came out, it was interesting. There was. Uh, a, a number of uh, people in Cambodia who emailed uh, Living Films and said they were upset that we had uh, like spelled their their letters wrong and, and, <laughs> and, and you know misrepresented their language and yeah. I and I actually you know it's ironic because it was actually for the exact opposite reasons because we didn't want to offend them that we changed yeah. it so you know <laughs> you can't you can't please everybody every time but it it's a uh, you know and it's it is playing it's not you know it. I'm not sure I would. It would be the movie I would direct. I, I I thought we did a really good job in terms of production value for what we spent, but it's not a, a movie. Um, you know, it 
it does play on Americans' insecurity going abroad, which is kind of a shame because America becomes more and more isolated and, you know, you don't actually want to scare people. But, I mean, in what we were doing, I think we accomplished it. Cool. Well, uh, to wrap up, Chris, like, what is the film industry, the future of the film industry in Thailand and kind of the region of Southeast Asia look like, say, in the next 10 years? Well, I think that... Uh, I think that it's it, the future is very bright here, and you know Thailand has a new incentive program, so they're uh, for film. They, the government is now giving 15% back on uh, on production spend spent in Thailand uh, with a threshold of 50 million baht. So any movie that spends at least 50 million baht in Thailand will get 15% of that back, uh, which is a great incentive because it was already cost effective here and so that really puts it on the map in terms of international films coming here uh and in terms of local production i think we're going to see the bar raised a lot in the next 10 years and the reason is because uh because of streaming uh services like netflix and hbo and hulu and uh even homegrown uh channels like true are trying to compete and uh because the they're trying to get people to sign up to their to their uh, <clears throat> their channels and to 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 um, pay them for subscription, it's quite a different market, and it means that they uh, we recently had a meeting with Netflix, and they really want to try to make a splash here with films that are Asian based, and so like a series like Narcos that were made in Colombia with Colombian crews and half in mm. Spanish. I think we're going to see embracing more of that, which is embracing local talent in multiple languages around the world. And that's encouraging because I think there's lots of stories to be told that people haven't heard and that will open it up. That's super cool, Chris. Well, we really appreciate you sharing your time. I hope that I actually meet you longer in person than the last time because we can't figure out when <laughs> and I can buy you a, a beer and if people want to know what you do they go to livingfilms.com right? absolutely yes come see where us. should where should we send our headshots oh yeah well the same place <laughs> we'll stick you in that'd be great actually I already know all I had to do is get in the song tower and sneak onto the That's set right. and hide behind a plant and then I'm in the industry <laughs> right. perfect great to meet you guys yeah thanks a ton for making time and sharing so many cool stories chris and my pleasure thanks guys. okay hey so great having chris on i think that was really interesting uh, we touched on some really cool stuff um it's it's awesome that the film industry here is is really doing well both in the thai community which we didn't really touch on but yeah uh, with the location with uh, foreign productions as well. Yeah, and I mean, I love the story of him breaking onto the Oliver Stone set and getting his first work. And I was super pumped to hear the Bill Clinton Hangover 2 story because I'd heard that story. Yeah, more or less. we got a scoop there. Yeah, was, yeah. was it true or not? But, you know, Thailand uh, has been a, a film hotspot for a long time. And if you are like, super film buff you can actually look through and go to james bond island and where they filmed uh you know the bridge yeah. on the river Kwai and all kinds of movies yeah. you could literally go to film sets well they even have a film festival here they have a film festival here in, in bangkok that's the location film festival or something and it's every year they, really? they have a film festival here that's only films that were shot in thailand Oh, wow. And they have a little festival. It's pretty cool. Um, so there's certainly a lot of productions being shot here in Thailand. And, and like I mentioned a second ago, it's kind of a shame we haven't touched on Thai films. And, and, yeah, there's uh, some good ones. And commercials, too. Yeah, commercials is interesting, too. Yeah. 
But from a traveler's point, I mean, you can go to lots of areas where they filmed. Yeah, it's just too bad there aren't any that are big, like, attractions. Like, for the Chinese and that lost in Thailand. The beach was a big one. Well, the beach, right? Yeah, we didn't touch on that. Yeah. Broke down palace. And, and uh, really? You're going to the prison? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Hangover 7 slash 1, I don't think most people know where that was shot. Yeah, 7 slash And on Chinatown, there's uh, right where uh, Talat Noi comes off Tarong Krum yeah. into Chinatown is the intersection where the monkey was uh, smuggling the drugs oh, and really? the power lines. Yeah. I guess maybe people are going to have to contact us directly to find out. Uh, yeah, we uh, host uh, trips for $1,000 an hour. Yeah. And, uh, yeah um, or maybe we could do a little uh, Google map on the show notes if you go to talktravelasia.com. Yeah, if we get ambitious. And also, there are links on the show notes uh, to famous Asian movie sites and famous time movies that were shot here so click yeah. on those links and you can see other movies yeah we could have some good links to, to the film industry and uh, films that were shot here yeah Chris uh, was a super great guest can't wait to actually have a beer with him still don't know where I met him but I, yeah. I, I absolutely have the, the scene in probably, my head probably with Bill Clinton and, and some no, monkeys Bill was uh, not there but it was at a bar and it was quick and probably 8-10 years ago anyway I think that's it, man. I have nothing more to say. Yeah, yeah, take so, us out of this no, thing. I think that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with uh, another amazing episode. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey, Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Thom in Cambodia?